Holy cow, it's our tax day extravaganza. Because we feel so charitable today. Don't you, Stu? Oh, I <laughs> sure <laughs> do. Yeah. Great. So we gave you even more today on today's podcast. Actually, it's the same amount, but they'll never. No, they'll, they'll never. It's special because it's tax. It's the same amount of effort that the government puts into spending your tax dollars wisely. Well, it's not that high. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you've uh, joined us today. We've been talking about the grooming that is going on in our schools, and that is exactly what it is. It is grooming. Um, And uh, Wednesday, we have a special on Project Groomer. Uh, It is uh, a plan to brainwash your kids. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's all right there if you choose to look for it. Jason uh, Batril is uh, uh, is with us now, and uh, he's outlining all of this uh, and getting it ready for uh, Wednesday's program. You want to touch base on that just a little bit? Oof. Like, there are times in this job when I wish that I didn't know what I know. It's like that scene in The Matrix where that guy's like, should I eat the steak, you know, and know that it's not real, or mm-hmm. just is ignorance is bliss? Mm-hmm. And I'm on that verge of, is ignorance bliss or should I know this? I so, don't want to know this. I know. It's one of those things. Stu, you remember us having that conversation about 2010? Mm. We were all we were all being red-pilled and we we're all, we all went, I, oof, I, we go down this road further and we're really going to not be happy people because we won't be able to just relax and enjoy things. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard. Yeah, you go numb after a while, Jason. You'll go. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm definitely there. I think. I mean, <laughs> after this many years, but yeah. I, I'm still amazed by how shocked I can get over everything. And you think that you're safe, like in the Bible Belt, you know, like ah, Texas, you know, places in the South, we're no. fine. I'm, I'm just reading curriculum from Austin ISD, and it's all in there. It's all in there. And you know, we've, we've have parents. We've done a good job, I think, over the past year, and I think we've been winning the culture war on this. I mean, I think one of the big reasons the Democrats are taking such a hit but then is because of this. Yeah, but then we go back to sleep. Yeah. They say, okay, it's fixed, and then we all go back to sleep, and they put it in anyway. They say things like, oh, we're not teaching CRT. Don't worry about CRT. Right. Or, oh, we're not teaching comprehensive sexuality education. We're not doing that. And one of the things we're going to show is there's a reason why they can deny these things. It's because there is, I'm just going to call it a triangle. There is a triangle. It's part of a curriculum, and it goes all the way up to the CDC. All the way up to the CDC for years, brought in by woke activists, leftist activists. And there's three different parts of their overall plan. If you think you're fighting CRT and that's your battle, that's one third of the battle. One third. Comprehensive sexuality education, radical gender theory, another third of the battle. There is a larger plan here. And I just discovered this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got questionnaires, Glenn, that we're going to show on Wednesday where they're showing five-year-olds, giving five-year-olds a questionnaire to ask them what their gender identity is. Five-year-olds. Here's the thing. Um, I really think it's time for somebody, uh, and I'd I'd back it 100%, somebody needs to start abolish the department of ed oh absolutely abolish the department of ed it is past time to abolish that and it it has to be you must have local control 
and it's much easier to pay attention to it when all of this stuff isn't being fed down the pipe with national money. Yeah. Abolish the Fed. All right. Let me uh, let me turn the uh, topic here to what Durham said, uh, because you and I worked closely on the impeachment thing. Uh, and we did the impeachment specials and, and everything else. I wanted to get your opinion. Special counsel John Durham asserted in court on a, on a filing on Friday that the CIA concluded data from the Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, allegedly uh, alleging coordination between Donald Trump and Russia was, quote, not technically possible. And it was, quote, user created. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. user created so i mean go back to one of the uh, indictments that's already happened uh that lawyer the fbi lawyer kleinsman um so he was indicted for lying basically for you know drumming up evidence he changed mm-hmm. an email so that th- so that that could continue to go mm-hmm. for the fisa so this is basically the same thing user created is the people that were working for uh, the clinton campaign actually injected and created this damning information so that they can get so basically they fabricated uh, evidence and then handed that off to the FBI. Now I think it's really interesting that the FBI is not being implicated here. They're not they're not saying, "Hey, uh, or there's no evidence that the FBI uh, doubted this at all." But of course they they didn't, right? Because they were all in bed. All the way from the top from the director down to people like Andrew McCabe. They were all involved with this. Um, now we have people from the CIA saying, well, we looked at it and it's kind of obvious. And they go, of course, this is leaked as well. Um, so none of this was real, making this even even worse. So it's injecting false information into this. Now, the, you and I have done so much digging on this and reporting on this. We know all the other people that were involved. Yep. And this is what's pissing me off about this. Me too. <laughs> because who, who, is, who, is getting the, who is getting hit with this? A lawyer? Yeah, listen to this. In the filing, Durham (laughs) responded to objections from Sussman's defense regarding what evidence could be admissible at his trial, which is scheduled to begin next month. Sussman is accused of lying to the FBI, saying he was not attending a meeting on behalf of a particular client when he was actually presenting the information on behalf of the Hillary Clinton campaign and a technology executive with whom he had worked. So why isn't the Hillary Clinton campaign in trouble. Why is the lawyer going to be the fall guy? Do you think he did that on him by himself? Do you think that that she was shocked and horrified when she found out? Compare this to like a mob investigation. Yes. Or I'm deep into the motorcycle community, like a motorcycle gang or something like that. Now, how do they go after those two organizations, you know, specifically? Leaders. Rico. Mm-hmm. It, leaders, right. Mm-hmm. They use Rico to go after the leaders. Now, why aren't they doing that to the Hillary Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton herself? Can I tell you something? What? There are so many Rico cases that are out there right now that should that should be Rico cases. This is one of them. This is one of them. The Federal Reserve, I think, is a Rico case. It, uh, ESG Straight up. and uh, what's happening with BlackRock. That's a Rico case. There are so many Rico cases right now. And all they're ever going to do is fish for the small fish. They're never going to go for the big ones. Oh, my gosh. People like, I mean, think of all the people that were involved here, not to mention the FBI. We've got people from DO, from the DOJ. We know this, this is fact. People like yep. Bruce Orr funneling in for all this information, funneling it to the direct, directly to the top. Why aren't they implicated in this? Why is it the lawyer 
The guy in the middle, that he's the guy that accepts it. He's like, okay, fine. If I screw up, then I'm going to jail. Why is that accepted? Why is it just him? The guy, He's the fall guy. We've got a fall guy. Everybody knows he's the fall guy. For the bigger fish, they won't go after the bigger fish. It's ridiculous. So then what we found out on Friday is, do you remember that thing where they said they had this computer server that was pinging the Russian bank? Alpha. Completely made up. The fact that Donald Trump has a Russian phone with him and we can track it, it's with him all times. He can make calls to somebody, we don't know who, but somebody in Russia anytime he wants. And it's with him in high level media in meetings. Untrue. Right. Untrue. Um, the um, the the FISA filings. Untrue. Proven now. Untrue. All of these things, including the Steele dossier, proven untrue. And it all goes back to Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. and Hillary Clinton's use of the uh, FBI, Justice Department, uh, the NSA, the CIA, all, all of them. All of them were in on this. Yeah, and so and we know from the F, so from the CIA leaker that's saying, look, we knew it was user created. We knew it was bullcrap. I'm sure the FBI did too. The CIA can't get involved, so that's the FBI. The whole point of this, remember, the the whole point in the beginning was just to funnel false information, get it to the FBI, so that the so then the media can then get that leaked and say, look, the FBI is looking into this. This looks really dirty. Donald Trump must be a Russian asset, and then public opinion takes it from there. This, I mean, th- this is election interference, is what this is. I mean, they never intended, I don't think, to get an indictment on Donald Trump. They just wanted public opinion to take it from there and to tank his campaign. That's what this was all about. But th- again, I don't want, you look at, you have people involved, the bigwigs of the FBI, Hillary Clinton herself, all these, these are the people that we should be looking at. Not a lawyer. Like all these other people, they were the ones directing it and facilitating it. I don't care about this lawyer. I mean, sure, he should go down with the rest of them if he's found guilty of funneling all but this But he's not the guy. But No, he's not the guy. It's like, you know, the, delivering the message. The justice of Watergate is not happening. You know, even with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, he'll go down. Most likely, he'll go down. But will his dad? I mean, we have stories that are much... Gee, who said this in 2008? When it all is said and done... This administration, meaning the Clinton, Biden, Obama uh, era, will go down as the most corrupt in all of American history. And it is. All of the things that they built at that time, are all, all those chickens are now coming home to roost. And is anyone at the highest level going to pay? This is the problem with America. I think most Americans, Republicans and Democrats independence we all want the same thing we all want the bad guys not legitimate bad guys to go to jail i don't care if they're republicans or democrats i don't care i want the bad guys to go to jail and they won't i mean the bad guys will get away with it and i would have been there on the front lines with remember when we started the impeachment thing and what did i say to you we have got to turn over every stone, and if the guy is guilty, he's guilty. Let the chips fall where they may. That's not the way it's done in America anymore. And that makes us just another awful, awful country that's run, you know, like a, a banana republic.
Yeah. You talk about countries like Ukraine or whatever. It seems like they have a, like a corruption officer at the airport and they'll just like kind of pull you into whatever scheme the moment you step off. That's what it felt like when we were doing all that, you know, all that research on Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That was then. Of course, you say that now and they'll call you a Putin stooge. Um, but pointing out the obvious, you know, now is is a crime. But I mean, how different are we really? I mean, this is embarrassing. And the entire world is watching this. I mean, we laugh when people like Putin get like 97%, you know, favorability rating, you know, or whatever. And we're like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. The system's Look so at, corrupt. Look at us. Look mm -hmm. at us. I mean, we can't even acknowledge the obvious. We have to let a lawyer go down for the things that he's being told to do by the highest echelons of government within the FBI, uh, the Clinton family. I mean, uh, come on. I mean, it's just, uh, I highly... At this point, it's sad to say I highly doubt anything even happens. I highly doubt it. And I think we even called this out on one of our show. We're like the middlemen or the low-level people yeah, are going to be the ones that are go down. Um, it, there's another story. Uh, Democrats now are blocking the Republican efforts to upload Hunter Biden's laptop into a searchable digital format into the congressional record. It's already been accepted. But are you ready? Uh uh, apparently, uh, Jerry Nadler has said, we don't have the technology to upload that into the congressional record. And so so he wanted everything on paper so it could be scanned in. But then that doesn't make it searchable, does it? Uh, so they are now uh conferring with lawyers back and forth it's been accepted as bizarre yeah we just don't have the technology like why would a new yorker have that accent i don't know <laughs> that is bizarre <laughs> such a jerk thank you very much jason i appreciate it this is the best of the glenbeck program Rabbi Lappin, everybody needs a rabbi, and you are mine. How are you, Rabbi? Couldn't be better, Glenn. It's so lovely to hear your voice again. Yeah. I was trying to think how long you and I have been friends. It's a long time, really. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been... I, thank you. I, I cherish the friendship. Yeah, likewise. So um, I want to talk to you, first of all, about this, this op-ed. This. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on it. Well, it's written by just yet another infantile, secular Jewish neurotic, and um, and there's a lot of them around. It's it's tiresome, you know. Frankly, uh, life's too short to waste time with that rubbish. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like that. But, I mean, your first clue is that the New York Times published it. Right, right. the The problem here is is that I no, think seriously. I mean, honestly, this is this is a guy who has been shaking a defiant fist against God, um, you know, since his bar mitzvah. And it's, it, it's, it's tiresome to be subjected to it. You know, his aunts and uncles uh, probably tried to shut him up all through his adolescence, but now he has an audience, so he keeps at it. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing, but... Uh, would, this have been, would this have been printed 20 years ago, Rabbi, in um, the New probably, York Times? But not, not in the New York Times. Right. So you know, there's always been uh, this interesting phenomenon, which is when, um, you know, when, when uh, for the most part, when Christians lose their faith or, or never accept their faith, then they're neutral. 
You know, they really don't waste a lot of time and energy blasting Jesus. I mean, you just don't get a lot of that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird thing about Jews, and, and probably uh, the, one of the most uh, valuable and uh, credible validations of the story of the Bible. The fact that Jews are so different from everybody else in this area, when Jews abandon the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they don't become neutral. They become rabid secularists and... Uh, and invariably join the ranks of radical socialism, almost always. Uh, I was watching the Ten Commandments this weekend with the kids, and I noticed something that I had never noticed before. By the way, did they play the uh, the opening of Cecil B. DeMille? Oh, yes, we, d- yes okay, we did. Yes, we did. That's really important. No, I know. It, it's yeah. uh, And I really kind of listened to it kind of the, for the first time. I mean, I've, uh, I used to always watch it, but I never really listened to it. It is very important. And I stopped it there, and I told the kids... Do you know that the first scene that they shot was Exodus? I don't know if you know this, Rabbi. He shot Exodus first, no, that big scene with all those that. extras. He was sitting on a chair, and he reaches over to the assistant director and puts his arm, uh, his hand on his arm and said, I don't want you to react to what I'm about to tell you, but I'm having a heart attack. And he looked at Cecil B. DeMille and went, wait, wait, what? And he's like, I told you not to react. If we stop filming today, this film will never be made. So I'm going to sit here and have my heart attack, and you're going to listen to what I say, and you're going to direct it. And he did. And that night, they took him to the hospital, and he had a heart attack. But anyway. My goodness. Something you may not know is that the prop of the actual Ten Commandments, he arranged to be carved out of rock from Sinai. You may not know this, <laughs> but we have we have the Ten Commandments at from that movie. Oh, in, so you do? Oh my goodness! Yeah, so but I didn't I know that. that when I've been with you, yeah. I I really please. I've got to look at it. Oh next yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the rock of what? It was called. He had it carved out of rocks from Mount Sinai. Wow! Have you seen the um, the video of the? the area in Saudi Arabia that's being protected by the king? Yes, I, I'm quite sure they're correct. I'm quite sure that that is actually really? the real location. Yes. Really? If you haven't seen yeah. this online, you should watch it. I don't well, remember what yeah, it I, is. I can't but. remember the name of the, of the terrific guy who did that whole yeah, yeah, yeah. and made the movie, but I do think he's correct. Oh, that's unbelievable, because it's yeah. all yeah. right there. I mean, you see, you see the altar with the calf. Yeah. You see the split rock. I mean, it's incredible. No, it's incredible. I think he has the geography and the timeline exactly right. Wow. Okay. So, um, Rabbi, I wanted to ask you uh, a couple of questions. Um, one, as I'm watching the Ten Commandments, it is so important, and I noticed it for the first time, that Cecil B. DeMille is saying, this is the beginning of freedom, the end of slavery. Yes. Tell me about that, because that's not the way. I mean, it's it's uh, more of a. have always perceived it as more of a story of God than Ten Commandments. Yeah. But that part is really important. Uh, the, the role it plays is, is very significant. In other words, we we don't observe the Seder just as a commemorative event of a historic event that took place 3,300 years ago. No, uh, it's actually we play it as an annual I don't want to use the word vaccination anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm down on those. So I'm going to say an annual. How about if I say inoculation? Okay. Yeah, good. 
um, uh, uh, against being subject to the voice of the powerful and the many. And so it could hardly be more applicable to our current time in the United States of America, where people's lives are being oppressed by wokeism and by radical leftism. And, and the, the theme is this, Glenn. Uh, you know, in May 1954, something really significant happened, which is that, well, if you're into athletics, what happened is that for the very first time, the four-minute mile was broken. Roger Bannister broke the tape at 359. And nobody had ever done it before. But here's the funny thing. In the following year, uh, about seven athletes broke the four-minute mile. And then every subsequent year to the present day, more and more and more athletes were. To this day, you know, college athletes regularly break the four-minute mile. So what, what changed? Why is it that a year later, seven guys were able to do it? But prior to that, nobody had been able to do a four-minute mile. What Roger Bannister did was profound. He showed that it could be done. Because up till then, doctors had said that people would die in a four-minute mile attempt. It's not doable. Because, mm. you know, the experts always know best. Yeah. But Roger Bannister, a medical student himself, paid no attention to that and just calmly went ahead and ran a four-minute mile. Uh, the fact that something can be done is hugely important. The deep human belief that something is impossible will absolutely uh, tyrannize one and render one's efforts completely futile. If you don't believe, and this is part of what uh, uh, athletics coaches do, uh, it's part of what mm. motivational work does. If you don't believe deep in your heart that what you're attempting to do is doable, you probably won't make it. And your likelihood of success is vastly increased by the uh, knowledge, conviction, belief that you will and can do it. And so up till that point, the concept that uh, people can free themselves or be freed by God from a tyrannical set of circumstances is hugely important. And perhaps in, in my lifetime, perhaps no more important than it is right now where um, uh, you know, people, people are being oppressed by the United States government, people are being impress, oppressed by wokeism at colleges and in the, in the university system, in the public school system, which I call government indoctrination camps. I don't call them public schools anymore. Uh, you know, people, uh, you know, there, is, there is a whole area of research, which interestingly enough, Russian scientists have done some good work on, that oil is not the result of a decaying vegetable matter, but it's actually a chemical process that takes place under high temperature and pressure deep underground, which suggests uh, an explanation for why it is that many oil fields, like one in Louisiana most notably, that was declared to have a lifespan ending very soon, seems to have re re been reborn and the reserves have increased. It's as if new oil is being made. You're not allowed to say this because it violates the whole doctrine of shortage and scarcity. Mm. And, um, and people's lives, there are scientists who've told me, uh, I'll, I'll point you in the direction of some research, I'll give you some books, but I will not publicly allow you to quote me as saying this because I, I don't need my life destroyed. And this, this is a message of Passover. You know, are we able to stand up to the tyrants? And some of us can and some of us can't. It's as simple as that. You know, I don't blame anybody who says, look, I want to be able to continue feeding my family. Back with uh, Rabbi Lappin here in just a second. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. 
I know what you're thinking. Glenn, you seem more confident today. Yes, well, my friends, that started last night. I applied my new secret weapon for confidence. I call it sweat block. Guess what it does? The sweat block wipes are applied at night and protect you from embarrassing or uncomfortable sweat for days. Here's the best part. It really works. Sweat block was developed by a Harvard doctor who was tired of, you know, getting up front of people with, you know, sweat tacos under his arms. His problem is now our solution. If you're like me and you might not suffer from excessive sweating, but when the lights are on and I'm on stage, the underarm faucets kind of turn on once in a while. It's a lifesaver for your pitch giving, hard work. Working, date going average people a godsend for you jeffy like sweaty beast i mean i don't know how you anyway if you have an awkward teenager do him a favor arm him with sweat block also try the deodorant stick best i've ever tried get it all today 20 percent off sweatblock.com promo code beck or at amazon irs is scrambling today they they only have fifteen thousand employees to answer thousands of calls and uh Wow, I feel, I feel you know, I feel really bad for them. Do you? That's how I feel today. Right. I feel bad for the IRS well, employee. Amen. Who, who's sitting there just not able to get through all those times they need to harass the American people over the money they didn't earn. Yeah. You know, that is what I feel today. And I've just overwhelmed that side of the feeling with the feeling of great charity and the work that I'm doing for <sighs> this nation. Thank goodness you said that. Yeah. Because I have, I'm sure I have built countless turtle tunnels all over the country. You know what, Glenn? Even you, a man who's been taxed up like, like a probe from an alien <laughs> yeah, for the past 20 plus years. Without the alien baby. You probably uh-huh. have still not paid for any full turtle tunnels <laughs> because they probably <laughs> cost a billion dollars a piece. You're right. You know, every You're once right. in a while I think about that. This is, this is, the, mm. this is the darkest. This is the darkest mm-hmm. you'll get about mm-hmm. your country. You'll see some dumb program that cost $7.9 million on a turtle tunnel. And you'll just be mm-hmm. like, gosh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and then I want you to stop and think about it. Because if you're the average American, you, in your entire life, all of the taxes you will ever pay will we'll not even fund never. that one turtle tunnel. Nope, not one. Not even one turtle will cross underneath the road so because of you. all of those hours, all of those hours mm-hmm. that you have worked... Half the year for some people, mm-hmm. half of the time that you spend working, yep. it won't even finish a turtle tunnel. Nope. Not even one nope. government waste project will you fund in your lifetime. Life. Let, me, let me about how think of the despair you should feel today. <laughs> today. Because, yeah. I, you know, it's not even like people are like, oh, well, well, you know, there's a lot of people who need things and the government does important things for important people or for, for certain people. A lot, it does a lot, a lot of important things for important people, too. That's a whole other situation. But like the basic idea that, OK, we're helping. There's a, there. You know, there are people who cannot do it and they need help. There's an orphan somewhere who needs a meal and, you know, somehow they've fallen through the cracks. And we need, OK, let's just say that person exists. I'm sure somebody does. Certainly some people uh, are helped by government funds at some level, but it's like, you know, so little of your money ever goes to anything like that. It's just a waste. If they turned it 
all off tomorrow. If they turned the income tax off tomorrow, we would go have to go, we'd have to figure out how to go back and live like we did when we spent like the Barack Obama presidency. Just the time from the beginning of Barack Obama to now is the entire income tax is how much we've increased the budget. So you could turn it off, off, and we'd have to go back only to Barack Obama spending levels. We are so completely out of control. And now we've come to a point in our political back and forth in which there is no other side to the argument. There's only let's spend a, you know, a $3.5 trillion and let's spend $2.5 trillion. When the Republicans get in control, they do the exact same thing as the Democrats, except maybe a little less spicy. And so we're all eating the same foods. Just one has more Tabasco than the other. And that is not a way... You did your own taxes, didn't you? Yeah, I can tell. Did did. (laughs) What do you think my afternoon is? If tonight's Stu Does America sucks, you know why? Because I couldn't spend a minute on it. Instead, I had to work on my stupid taxes and not my actual taxes, Glenn. No, no. (laughs) I have to spend more time today, like I did all Easter weekend, on my extension to my taxes because I don't even have all the forms yet. The people who I have to go and get forms from are not even able to turn them in. They need an extension to send me the forms. So now I need an extension to send in my taxes so that they can hold on to my money for just a little longer. A little longer. And then maybe I'll be lucky and get a refund of my own money. Won't that be a miracle? Well, let me pl- it will because mm. the money you gave them, you know, a year ago. Yeah. That's worth about 17 cents less <laughs> yes. on every dollar. Right. Right. Yeah. Taxes during inflation. It makes it even more fun. Oh, yeah. Because everyone looks at this. Like, I got a refund. Like this moment of pride. The government has given you a gift of a refund. They've held your money hostage through a high inflation period. And now they might give some of it back to you. Which is worth Almost 20 (laughs) cents less. And they're not even going to give it back to you on time. Yeah. As they're saying now, they're delaying these quote unquote refunds uh, for months and months and months. Because as you know, Glenn, they only have 15,000 people to harass everyone. So all the uh, all the time that you could have had that money, even if you put it in the most basic uh, account and get a couple of percent. You'd still be able to close the gap as to what they're going to give back to you, but you can't even do that. Mark this show on the calendar Uh, because I think we're going to come back to it in a couple of years and we'll be like, look, we talked about it and everybody said it wouldn't happen. Um, Just imagine how much we're going to love it when we have a Fed coin. Oh, my gosh. And you won't have to worry about paying your taxes. It will just never be put into your account. Mm, That'll be because the Fed will be able to decide what's taxable and what's not so you won't have tax day they'll just take it and it really in the way of you're guilty until proven innocent because there's got to be some way to go no wait a minute part of that was you know a deduction for this this and this and then they'll have to look at that and go well i'm not sure Mm. all right we'll give you a bitcoin go get some mouse food Incredible. And there's no way to know. I mean, I, I, the amount of work that I've put into this. Now, look, I do procrastinate a bit. 
And I will admit, although the forms come in so late, there's no way you can't start it in January. You no. have to wait until all the stuff comes in to actually be able to do it, to go through everything. It's, you know, I, I, some some tax returns I've done in my life were pretty easy, uh, you know. And I by the way, I should point out, I'm not doing it. I'm just doing the preparation work so that the accountant can do it. I have no idea what she does. <laughs> she gets all these pay. I send her thousands magic. of forms. It I have no idea what happens. Magic. And, and I've, I've said, said it. I've, I've said because I've been audited before. Mm. And uh, oh, my goodness. I I thought I was being visited by aliens. With the, <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's uh, it's not a fun process to go through. In my case, it ended up it was either even or they owed me like two hundred dollars, something mm, like that. Yeah, because um, I I overpay. Yeah, that's what I, I say least, the same thing every time. No, at least that's what I say. If it's a question, if there's any doubt, let it fall that way, yeah. not my way. Err in the government's favor because I don't want to freaking be harassed. Right. I don't want to be harassed. I don't want to go through it. I don't want to have to cough up money. Just let it go in there. But I don't know. And so many things now, like cryptocurrency. Oh, my God. How do you even? They don't even have the laws. They don't even have the rules. They set. don't have any idea how to prepare it. You could go to the IRS and they won't really even know. It's all guesswork. It's so true. You go to you go look at some of the, the cryptocurrency like tax forums on like Reddit and, and all these. And like it's everyone just asking, like, what the hell are we supposed to do with this? And people linking to article after article after article trying to explain how to treat, you know, uh, some complicated cryptocurrency transaction and, and on your taxes. It's like, you know, people look, I, I, I really hate taxes. I really hate them, as you may be able to tell in this segment. But like I want, I love I, them. I, well, I mean, but, don't. <laughs> but I'm trying to be like I. You know, when people are like, "Well, I don't want X, Y, and Z, and that's why I don't do it. I don't follow the law." I just, you know, look, I, I want to follow the law. I believe I that think following the law is an important thing of, that a civilization needs. Okay, I even th- with laws that you right. don't love, I think that I, I couldn't. I could not gauge America today anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think when I was growing up, and I still have this ethic. Uh, I don't mind paying taxes. I do mind paying unfair taxes, but I still pay them. Yes. But I'll make my voice heard. Mm -hmm. I don't like this. This isn't right. However, I'll pay them. And I think most Americans don't approach their taxes with anything other than I just want to get this done and I want to get it right. I just Mm -hmm. you know what? I don't want any hassle. Just let me pay my fair share, whatever that is, even though it's probably not fair. Um, let me just pay it. I think most people yeah, go that right. way. I think you're right. I don't think people necessarily are trying to evade Cheat. their taxes. No. They want to just get it done and get it right. They prefer if the government did something of value with their money, which they never seem to do. Never. But, it, you know, like you put up with it. It's just it's a part of life. Like there's a, there are roads I want to go faster than the speed limit. And, you know, sometimes maybe I do a little bit. But generally speaking, you keep it in line because, but, you know, you, you, we're a rule following society generally. How did we get this system other than it has to be because the progressives did it? How do we get the system in a country where you are innocent until proven guilty? How is it? We are with the IRS. We are guilty until we bring this stuff to show we're innocent. Yeah, it's incredible. It's just a total reversal of everything everything. the country stands for. Yeah. And, you know, remember the country when it was founded didn't have this. No, they they were. They specifically 
needed to pass a constitutional amendment to even allow this to occur to you. Yes. This, this was not supposed to happen to Progressives. you. Progressives. Yeah. They passed it. And what did they say, Glenn? Never higher than, what, 9 or 10%? No, they said it would never be for anyone um, uh, that made less. I can't remember. Than like It was an extraordinary number back then, like $100,000, which was like $2 yeah, million. Millions today. Yeah. Um, and they said it would be never more than 5 to 7%. And then how it was only a few years it was later. Like two years later, it was a ten. Mm-hmm. And then it was and it was <laughs> and it was and it was way down for everybody. Everybody started to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as one of the wars hit, was it the it was first world first war. world war? Yeah. It went up to you know seventy. Ninety. It was at some point. It was at ninety five percent top income tax rate. That was yeah. in, I think under Roosevelt. Yes, and but there were all kinds of loopholes. Right. You know, if you were newly rich, you know, you hit the non-existent lottery back then and you had all that money you wouldn't have the sophistication or the attorneys to be able to find all the loopholes for you You just paid and it was 95 percent. but if you you know if you had the money and knew how to work the system you didn't pay that and a lot of that's still happening still happening still happening like i mean if you're mega mega ultra rich you 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 find ways uh, to pay lower taxes. I mean, you know, there was a big... But they're all legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Donald Trump was amazing when he was accurate, when he said, yeah, I may pay lower taxes. That's the way the yeah. system works. Change it if you don't like it. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. Everybody, of course, is trying to pay as low a tax as they can. Yeah. Who under is the- trying to pay more? Nobody. And you know this because they put... An ad an address where you can give gifts to the U.S. government every year. If you believe your tax burden is too low, you can give gifts to the U.S. government to spend against their general fund in which they can uh, pay for taxes. Every progressive should be doing that. And no one does. No one does. I think they. Uh, I think there's like one or two, isn't there? Yeah, they usually year. get a few every year. Yeah, they get a um, few. A few but, bucks, but it's like yeah. not a lot. It's it, it shows that this idea that taxes should be higher is something they utilize to punish others. They don't care about it themselves. They they want to punish others, you know, and they do they've done this forever. People, you know, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders comes out there. I mean, he was asked about it in one of the debates. It's like, "Hey, you keep saying taxes should be higher on the wealthy. You're the wealthy and you don't give more than you than you're supposed to. Why? Why don't you just implement this policy for yourself?" Wow, because it's not the system that I would think that would really be able to <laughs> yeah. handle. Okay, all right, thanks. Na, 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 na.